the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God. Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to a very, very unique broadcast for Come Together San Diego. Uh, you know, if you listen to this show, you know how much I love Israel, and I love God's people in Israel, and I tie this together scripturally from my understanding, and uh, I believe God is doing major things with the nation of Israel and the Gentile churches around the world, and also in San Diego, but with this in mind, I really have a gigantic surprise for you, my friends, because we're launching a special Come Together San Diego feature, and I'm entitling it the Align with Zion Hour, which is going to be broadcast the fourth Saturday of every month until God tells us otherwise. So first, I want to introduce to you one of my new and growing friends, and she's one of the most remarkable ladies I've ever met. She is a teacher extraordinaire. She uh, has a real heart for the city of David and the excavations there in Jerusalem. And uh, she is with AlignWithZion.com, Anarina Hyman. How are you doing from Jerusalem? Yes, shalom from Jerusalem. I'm so excited to be on the show today. It's a pleasure. And I promise to be a great journey ahead. And thank you for that introduction. <laughs> I, I hope that I will be able to live up to yeah, that. I thought I'd put it on you, and now you have to live up to it. You know, one of the things my listening friend at Anna Arena, and I guess you can tell we, there's a little rapport going here, and I love that. But one of the things that we're going to do in this and other studies as we go through this is we're going to take a uh, Christian Gentile, that would be me, and an Orthodox Jew, which would be Anarina, and we're going to excavate the Old Testament together. How, what do you think about that, Anarina? That sounds good, Cass. I just want to mention that we as the Jewish people speak of it as the Hebrew Bible, as the Tanakh. Um, so for my side, when I speak about it, I will be mentioning the word Tanakh. Um, if our listeners would like to know what it means, it stands for uh, three different things, the Torah, um, the Nebi'im, the prophets, and then the writings. So that's how we refer to it, as it is an eternal covenant of God with us. Yes, and you know, one of the things that uh, I'm really looking forward to is to discovering the common denominators. I realize when I talk with uh, Orthodox Jewish uh, friends, there is so much in common as we look through the Old Testament, and uh, I think uh, there's much to be gleaned as we establish this relationship. So, uh, Anarina, can we start by kind of... Uh, having uh, you very, very, very brief overview about YOU. And then I want to jump in to this particular topic. Where in Scripture does the Bible in the Old Testament talk about this relationship between Jew and Gentile to do great and mighty things for his kingdom? But first, a very brief overview of Anarina Hyman. <laughs> um, That's your yeah, cue, I Anarina. <laughs> 
Thanks, guys. Um, basically, I have uh, made Aliyah. Um, immigration to Israel seven years ago. Uh, as the Jewish people are coming back to to Israel, and um, very very important for me that um, that's that's part of the in gathering of the exile that God has promised. Um, around about 2014, I discovered for myself a place called the city of David, a very important place and playing a tremendous part in, in what's happening right now in the world. The city of David, when you go to 2 Samuel 5, 7 is actually the ancient biblical Jerusalem. And for 150 years, up to 150 years ago, we didn't even know that um, where it was. Um, it was only rediscovered by Charles Lawrence. It sounds so like that's been, that's been a God thing, hasn't it, to, to discover that uh, and uh, excavate that within this time frame. It sounds like yes. God's got a strategy in here. We're going to you know, be talking about that through our time together, but we have like about uh, uh, five or six minutes left in this segment, if you can believe it. I would like to spend the rest of this time on, Armina, if you'd be so kind, talking about areas in the Old Testament where God has uh, identified the interaction between Jew and Gentile and his plans therein. I'm thinking first about one of my favorite scriptures in Amos uh, 9, 11, and 12. You want to talk a little bit about that, and then we will launch from there. I'm, I'm going to do that, Cass. I just want to finish on, on what I wanted to say, and that is Jerusalem. Uh, what is happening right now in Jerusalem, Jerusalem plays a key part in both Jew and Gentile. And that's why that, for me, is, is the most important uh, core place. So let's get to Amos, as you mentioned, and that speaks about the fallen sukkah or the tabernacle or the the booth of, of David. Um, for, to, to understand that, we need to understand the, the Jewish festivals. We're going to go into that in depth in, in the uh, programs coming. Um, but the sukkah is something that we, we have a certain festival called Sukkot. There are three festivals. And during this uh, specific uh, festival, we have to go into booths or in, into the sukkahs, as we say. And to understand how the, this uh, sukkah or this booth is going to, to be raised up, you have to understand the, the, the um, nature of the sukkah itself. Uh, when, during a certain time of year, for seven days, we have to go into the sukkah and we have to build it in a very flimsy way. <laughs> the way that we are told to build it is very flimsy. And this thing can't just, when, the, when a little bit of wind comes, it can just take this whole sukkah with it. So you can understand that we pray really hard during those days <laughs> in the sukkah. Um, the, the principle behind this is basically um, that, uh, we have to live in a sukkah in the times when, in the ancient times when the harvest came in and we thought that we are really great. You look at the harvest and you go, wow, look at what, what I've achieved. And God says, uh-uh, mm. this is all about me giving you all of that. And because of that, I, as a reminder, when you feel at your, um, at the strongest, at the strength of your year, I want you to move into a sukkah knowing that I am the one that keeps you safe. So this sukkah, if we speak about the fallen sukkah of David, um, if you look at the sukkah, when it falls down, it, 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 you didn't lose it. It didn't disintegrate. It's just elements that fell, in, uh, that, that basically just fell over. And we're going to have to um, raise that again. And this is what's happening with uh, the fallen sukkah of David as well. It, it refers to the malchut or the kingship of um, King David in the days to come. And it means that for a long 
period of time, this thing fell um, to the ground. And in the last days, it will be raised up again. Yes, yes. Um, so many elements in that, um, 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 Kaz. But go on, because this is what you want to speak about. And that's the Jews and Christians coming together and understanding this. It says um, that they may possess the remnants of Edom and of all the heathen which are called by my name. So we, we see that there are nations involved here. This whole uh, fallen sukkah of David has something to do with the nations as well. Um, and that's also something that we will be able to look into. During Sukkot, we have to, um, in the times of the temple, the Jewish people have to bring 70 um, bulls as sacrifices as we were uh, the mediators between the nations and God. We are the middlemen. Um, we are a priestly nation, and we have to intercede for the nations. Yes. 70 is very important, Kat, and I think we're going to see that number popping up a lot in our conversation. Yes, in fact, now, uh, I, I don't mean to, I don't need to butt in here because I have to watch the clock here for us and give us breaks at the, <laughs> the, at the appointed time. So we have maybe, um, okay. I would say, a, a minute and a half left in this. Can you believe it? Well, let me just let me just start. Uh, <laughs> let me let me. Let me just uh, broach this topic, uh, and then we'll dive into the other segments as well. I'm with Anarina Hyman, uh-huh. and she's in Jerusalem, uh, aligned with Zion, alignwithzion.com. And we're talking about how God's design includes we Gentiles in the mix, how gracious of him to allow us into the mix as well with the Jews. And uh, there are a lot of scriptures. I just chose Amos 9, 11, and 12 as an illustration, as a launching point. But, you know, if you look back in the Old Testament, and Anarina will uh, confirm this as we go as well, in, in, in the book of Ruth, the whole idea with Ruth and Boaz was an illustration or a foretaste or a picture of the Jew and the Gentile teaming up together. And, of course, if they hadn't teamed up together, David would not have been born <laughs> Because uh, he is in that lineage of Boaz and Ruth, and you can uh, you go through Scripture, and I'm sure we will deal with that as we continue in our studies. But uh, I just wanted to set the stage for Anarina, because in in the uh, next segment, she is going to talk about the rebirth uh, of Israel in 1948, and how many observers really think that there's a remarkable potential there of partnership between the Jews and the Christians. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, Anarina Heyman. Hyman, you know, I'm, I make that mistake every once in a while, so you're going to have to forgive me. Anarina Hyman <laughs> and Kaz. Uh, Anarina is with Align with Zion, and I am with, guess what? Come together, San Diego. <laughs> guess what? Anarina and Kaz will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And Anarina Hyman is with me here from Jerusalem. And, uh, her, her ministry, AlignWithZion.com, is brand new. She's the director thereof, but she's got big plans for that as it relates to what God is doing in Jerusalem, in Israel, and also we're discovering what he is doing between Jew and Gentile. And I had to cut Honorina off a little bit in the last segment because we were running up against the time clock, but I wanted to give you the grace, Honorina, to continue your thought there as we're talking about uh, the, the, the relationship between the Jew 
and the Gentile. And you were going to go to another scripture in there. I'm going to kind of hand the baton off to you and say, run, Anarina, run. So here we go, Anarina, <laughs> lay it on us. Thank you, guys. If I can ask you and the readers just to go to Deuteronomy, and I am in uh, Deuteronomy 32, and there is a verse there that uh, Moses basically says from verse 7, uh, remember the days of old, consider the years of the ages past, and ask your father to inform you. And then he goes on to verse 8, and he says, when the Most High gave nations their inheritance and separated the children of man, according to the number of the Israelites. Um, we just spoke about the 70 bulls during the court. Um, that is uh, basically connected to 70 nations. Those 70 nations are connected to uh, 70 souls that, that represent Israel, the 70 souls that went into Egypt and afterwards a nation um, was born and came out. And, and to understand this, Israel stands with 70 souls um, 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 to the 70 primordial nations. And what we're going to see in the future, in the days to come, is how this dynamic is going to play itself out. And for us to understand that, um, it will help us to understand the relationship between um, the Jews and our Christian friends. Um, and we'll learn that together. Lots of things to go uh, deeply into. We will do that in the episodes to come. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you, you talk about the rebirth, if you will, of, of uh, Israel 1948. And that, that uh, as I sense, was a real springboard for uh, the Jew and uh, the Gentile to come together because if it weren't for some Gentile uh, believers in Israel and Jerusalem, this this would not have been orchestrated as God wanted it to be orchestrated. So why don't you talk a little bit about uh, 1948, perhaps as a watershed moment, uh, where the Jew and the Gentile uh, looked at things similarly, and some in some ways which are increasing even today, that that relationship is growing. Anarina? Yes, I think, like you said, it was a watershed moment um, and a lot of paradigms. Uh, it shook a lot of paradigms. Uh, what happened in 1948, before that, uh, for a lot of people, the, the, the Tanakh or the Hebrew Bible scriptures were, and the promises and the prophecies were sort of expired. And if you did uh, look at it, you, you looked at it from a spiritual point of view to the point of, um, okay, so this is not going to happen anymore, so we have to spiritualize it a little bit more. And then suddenly 1948 happened, and all, a lot of these promises and prophecies started to, to, to be fulfilled literally and materially. A nation was born in a day. The Jewish people came back to their land. Um, the state of Israel was born. And suddenly these prophecies started to, to be fulfilled in rapid succession. We, we, we saw the, the desert coming alive, blooming again. Um, old men, literally, I see this every day, sitting in the streets with their canes, watching the, the, the kids play. And then we also see within um, the city of David, the ancient biblical Jerusalem, um, where an ancient city is literally shaking off the dust through the archaeological um, excavations. Yes, yes, yes. And that by itself is 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 um um pushing a lot of spiritual dynamics <laughs> forward. It is. Let me interject here just uh, for a second, Anna Rena, when you just, go for it. Go for it. Well go one of the it. things that I'm observing in nineteen forty eight, two things happened. The Jewish people had a revelation about the interaction with uh, Christians who loved 
them and Israel. That was a revelation, but also okay. it, for we, we Gentiles, the, the Bible, which we oftentimes put, as you said, into, well, that's all spiritual, that's symbolic, that's symbolic. All of a sudden, these things that we deemed as symbolic are actually coming to pass. Are you kidding me? Which makes us have to rethink our faith and say, wait a minute, Israel and the Hebrews and the Jews have a bigger role than just uh, an abstract symbol uh, they're real, they're here, and how do we, uh, as Christian believer, deal with that? So I tell you, 1948 was remarkable on both sides, so I'm going to hand it back to you. Mm-hmm. I think for the Jewish people it was uh, a moment of vindication, Kaz, because it just showed God's eternal covenant with the Jewish people, and whatever He promised is still coming true exactly like He promised. The other thing is I have to tell you that in 1948, I didn't think we were very much focused on on the Christians at that point, no. uh, the tremendous support, because we were fighting wars. <laughs> yes, center. indeed, indeed. Um, there has been there has been an awakening over the last 70 years, and especially in the last 20 to 30 years, um, of understanding a new generation of Christians coming sincerely to, to, to understand the Jewish people, to come and learn why, who we are and what we do, why we do what we do. Um, and that kind of appreciation has been growing over the past few decades. Yes, and one of the things that I'm realizing, because I'm one of those uh, Christians that have the Lord has opened my eyes as to the value of the intimacy between the Jew and the Gentile. And uh, one of the things I'm uh-huh. discovering is the more I dig more deeply into your what you call the Tanakh, or we call the Old Testament, the more I realize uh-huh. these are signposts for right now. And uh, a lot of these signposts, yes. uh, I don't understand the fullness of. I'm trying to dig into Hebrew festivals and Hebrew days and months and years and the whole uh, the, the whole uh, Jewish perspective to get some uh, revelation to that. But that was one of the driving forces that drove me to communicate with you and to set up what we're doing right now. So uh, why don't you take mm-hmm. it from here? And we have probably, mm, I guess, about four or five minutes left in this segment. So I think that there is a massive treasure chest here um, that I would like to share with our listeners, and that is the three pillars of the Jewish people. We speak about the chosen people, chosen times, chosen place. And to understand that, we have to dip into the Hebrew Bible and the actual language that the Bible was written in, and that was Hebrew. Um, um, Kaz, and, and I think in the, in the days coming, we will be looking more into that if we want to um, orientate ourselves, um, the two sides. And I think the listeners will really enjoy it if we start dipping into, let's take the, the Hebrew language. Every letter in the Hebrew language is a world in itself. It, it's basically a concept in itself. Um, if you start putting these letters together, you, you create worlds. And if you put the, the whole Torah and the Tanakh, the Hebrew Bible together, you have a multidimensional universe um, that, that is connected one verse to the other. And, and it's amazing to, to look into that. And that's what we're going to do. The other thing is the Hebrew calendar. And that is basically, if you look at the, at the prophet itself, many times people read something and they go, the prophet said on this day, in this year, on this month, God spoke. And I would like to share with the, the listeners as well a little bit about what that means, that when, it's, when God spoke on a certain day in a certain month, 
you can trace it to the character of that specific day if you understand the, the Jewish calendar a little bit better. Um, and those are the, the chosen times that God um, called the Jewish people to come to Jerusalem um, for something specific. And then we have the Jewish people themselves. Um, and it, 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 it's very interesting. We, we will speak a lot about that. Um, from coming from all over the world, coming back to Israel, coming back to Jerusalem, um, uniting here for something very, very specific, Kaz. And I'm looking forward to discuss that with you. Yes, yes, yes. Honorina uh, Hyman, uh, thank you for spending some time. We've got a few more segments to, that we have to, to swim in. We're going to have fun. But one of the things that really struck me when you spoke about this is speaking about the chosen people, number one, the chosen time, number two, and the chosen place. How remarkable. And what's remarkable to me is God is allowing we Gentile believers to come in alongside of this and, uh, and uh, co-labor with you as he uh, identifies the people, the time, and the place. We're going to talk more about that, but one of the things mm-hmm. I, I'm really looking forward to on Arena is uh, we're going to dip into uh, the past, the, the the law and the prophets and the Psalms, and uh, speak a little bit about how those speak to us for today. But we're also going to dive into the today mm-hmm. things, and, I, and, and you with your uh, large brain and big heart are going to be able to help us comprehend what these <laughs> things that are going on today have to do with the uh, uh, Bible prophecy of days gone by. So we're going to be talking more about that. And my listening friend, I hope this is starting to uh, stir your heart. God has a big plan for uh, a Gentile church. God has a big plan for his Jewish people. And we get an opportunity to see exactly what that is supposed to look like. And so I have uh, uh, my uh, co-host for this hour, Honorina Hyman, with me from Align with Zion, alignwithzion.com. We're going to walk through some of these things. And in the next segment, I, I, Honorina, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, some of the specific things that God is doing uh, in the nation of Israel and how Israel and uh, Jerusalem and Zion uh, are actually a mutual connector for uh, the Jewish people and the Gentile Christians and what that looks like. I mean, there are things going on. <laughs> look at the newspaper, my friend. Things are going on in Israel. And then look at the newspaper, my friend. <laughs> things are going on in the United States. And if you actually have a discerning mind you'll, and heart, you'll say, hey, some of these things are actually synonymous or similar to one another. We're going to walk through some of these things with Anarina Hyman. Uh, and uh, I know you're going to stay with us for the future segments. And my listening friend, Honorina and Kaz, will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K Praise. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it at 866 577 2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K Praise. This is Frank Harper, pastor in North County. We need more of God this time than we've ever needed Him before. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Okay, on Arena Hyman and uh, Kaz are back. One is in San Diego, that would be me, and then on Arena is in Jerusalem, and that would be you, on Arena. <laughs> We're starting to have some great fun, aren't we? And, and one of the things that I was <laughs> one of the things I was anticipating is that as we start dipping into the prophetic. Uh, 
past in, in the Tanakh, or as we say the Old Testament, we're going to realize that those things are coming to pass these days. And what I'm seeing is, is God has uh, uh, America involved in this in major ways, but it all keys into what God is doing physically in Jerusalem. And I'm going to give the, mm-hmm. the, the handoff to you to carry it from here on Arena Hyman. Uh, Kaz, I think uh, let's dip into the Bible. I would like the read- readers to go with us to Zechariah, Zechariah. Interesting name there. Zechariah means um, God remembers. Uh, you guys um, pronounce it as Zechariah. So let's go there because I want to show you something there. The, the, the whole chapter goes about God sending out these four horsemen. I think you remember that. And then they come back and they have to report. Um, and this is very interesting because if you go to verse 12, it says there, thereupon the angel of the Lord ex- uh, exclaimed, O Lord of hosts, how long will you withhold pardon from Jerusalem and the towns of Judah, which you have placed under a curse for 70 years? Again, we get to the 70 thing. Um, I don't know how many of our listeners know, but um, we just celebrated our 70th year um, of independence. And this is very important in what's happening in this prophecy as well. We're going to get to that because it plays a massive part in what President Trump did. Let's just go on with what we look at, uh, looking at here in the Bible. It goes on and it says that God replied with kind, comforting words to the angel. Um, and he said, proclaim that is the Lord of hosts. I am very jealous for Jerusalem, for Zion, Zion. And I'm very, very angry for those nations that are at ease. For I was only angry a little, but they overdid the punishment. Um, and then he goes on and he says, I graciously return to Jerusalem. My house will be rebuilt in her. And I'm jumping a little bit further in the next verse. At the end of the verse, it says, for the Lord will again comfort Zion and he will choose Jerusalem again. So there's a very interesting concept here, Cass. God is choosing Jerusalem again. And if we then jump to the end of the next chapter of chapter 2, there's something interesting again. It goes there in the uh, second last verse, verse 16, it says, The Lord will take Judah to himself as his portion in the Holy Land, and he will choose Jerusalem again. The very next verse, something happens. It says, Be silent, all flesh, before the Lord, for uh, for he has uh, roused himself from his holy habitation. It's almost that picture, Cash. You're looking at the throne of God. He's there. His presence is there. Um, you, you look away for one moment when you look back, he's lifted himself and means he's about to do something. This thing that lifts him to do something, the very next thing that we are getting ready for the days to come, um, is something to do with God choosing Jerusalem again. And then in the next uh, chapter again, quickly, we have the Satan that accuses the high priest saying he's not going to make it. Um, He's filthy, not going to be able to do his job. And then God comes and he rebukes the Satan or the accuser. Okay, and let me, let me inter- interject here. My listening, my, my listening friend, when she says the sa- Satan, she's talking about Satan, the devil. And so, a, a lot, so we, we, we just have to become acclimated to the vernacular that you use on Arena because if we miss that, we've missed the importance of what you're saying. So ah. lay it on us. Okay, very interesting in the in the Hebrew la- language. Satan means that thing that obstructs or accuses. And we actually, if you go to the root word of that, we actually have a verb, le satan. It means to accuse somebody or to 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 block somebody to be able to do something. Yes. So in the Hebrew language, it's, it's a very interesting concept. But this accuser comes and he basically blocks 
this high priest to do something. And then God comes and he rebukes him. And he says something here. And this is what he says. The Lord rebuke you, O accuser, or uh, Satan, or Satan. May the Lord who chooses Jerusalem rebuke you. So the, the, Satan itself, or the Satan itself, being rebuked is in the name of the one that chooses Jerusalem. Oh, wow. Wait, what just hang they, on. for I, I need to sip on that for a second. The one who chooses <laughs> Jerusalem is the one who, uh, um, uh, who, whom uh, God uses as the reason to rebuke the Satan. And so, it, it, so what you're saying is, if we have a heart for choosing, I'm starting to cry now, forgive me. If we have a heart for choosing Jerusalem, that, mean God, that means that God, uh, not only, well, we see it as God coming to our defense, and he sees it as these people coming to Jerusalem's defense. So either, either way, God intervenes. How, how, how remarkable is that, Honorina? Go ahead. I'm sorry about that. We've got, we've got, we've got about uh, four, no, thank you. four or five thank minutes you. left. But thank I'll, you. This, this, this is wrenching <laughs> my heart. Wow, wow. Uh, basically three things, um, three dynamics here, Cass. A 70-year period comes to an end, and it comes to an end with God choosing Jerusalem again. Then what makes God move from his holy habitation in, in the heavens? The fact that he chooses Jerusalem again. And what is the thing that makes God rebuke the Satan? It's the fact that he chooses Jerusalem. So three major dynamics here, and every time at the core of it is God choosing Jerusalem again. Now, we have to understand that, that for 70 years, we have been fighting for the world to acknowledge Jerusalem as the eternal capital of the Jewish people. In the 70th year, at the same time when Jerusalem had her 50th anniversary of being reunited, it was like two major storms that overlapped. It was the 50-year jubilee cycle of Jerusalem and the 70th year anniversary of, of Israel itself. In that overlap, uh, President Trump came and he acknowledged Jerusalem as, as, as the eternal capital of the Jewish people. So, so, and that happened on this jump of the Jubilee here, um, which was tremendously significant so, because um, Jerusalem will be vindicated again. If you look at the verse that says, shake off your dust, arise and take your rightful place, Jerusalem. Jerusalem's vindication is when she is being acknowledged again. The Jewish people have always seen her as, as our capital, but now the nations um, that is being led by President Trump is doing the same thing. Hang, so, hang, hang on, hang on. I'm sorry for interjecting here because I, I, I'm, li- I'm like a kid in the candy store, but also I want to bring, bring the listeners along here in San Diego and beyond on what you're saying here. Jerusalem has, has, has celebrated or uh, the Jubilee year, which is tied to the number 50 or 50 years, and you know, we, some other uh-huh. time we'll get into that. But that's very, very important because things, properties and things like that were redeemed. And so the Jubilee 50th year is important. But also, if, from 1948 till now, that's also 70 years, which is uh, the birthday, the actual birthday of uh, Israel as a reborn nation. So all these things, are you, are you saying that all these things just are happening right now and we're right in the thick of some major, major, major biblical things? Come on, Honorina. This is, <laughs> this is exactly what I'm saying, Jess. And if we can learn how to be able to define those things by understanding the cycles, the Jubilee cycle, the 70-year cycle, remember 70 is the year of a king. 
King David died exactly on the day that he was born, exactly when he was 70 years old. So we're talking about some kind of kingdom dynamic here. So these major um, dynamics are interjecting with each other, overlapping with each other, and then something happens. And we're going to look into that much more, Kaz, in uh, Please God, in the, in the coming uh, interviews and, and programs. Yes. See how can we analyze and know how to look for these things in the Bible. <laughs> Excuse me while I laugh, because this is, you know, my listening friend, if you spend time, if you love the Word of God at all, all, you start to see these parallels and these common denominators, but also this fulfillment of prophecy. It's got, it's got to blow your mind. We are in the thick of times that God has written about for millennia, right now. And uh, uh, the United States, uh, it plays a key role, and let me say, can continue to play a key role. So it's vital for we who live in the United States to uh, realize this and be very sensitive to what God is doing. Um, I'm really honored to have co-host uh, Honorina Hyman with, with me, with Align with Zion and AlignWithZion.com, because she's helping us walk through this. And, you know, we've we kind of set the stage for the last segment of this hour. It goes just too fast, Honorina. But we've set the stage for this because we're going to talk about, we've talked a little bit about how God has set the stage with this, the, the Jubilee, the 50th year component, and also the birthday of Israel, 70 years. These things are biblical. These things are prophetic. These things are happening right before our very eyes. So Honorina and I are going to spend just a little bit of time uh, putting, it's not going to be a period, it's going to be an ellipsis. It's going to be a dot, 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 because this is going to set the stage for future broadcasts uh, every we're going to try to do this every fourth uh, Saturday uh, of the month, of uh, each month, and uh, just uh, just open our eyes to what God is doing in Israel and how we Gentiles can play a role in that. So, Honorina, stay with me for this last segment and uh, uh, buckle your seatbelts, my friend, because uh, if you thought this was wild and crazy, <laughs> wait to this next segment. Honorina and I will be right back. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Kaz Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And we are back with the last segment. Can you believe that? Uh, we're, we're calling this the Align with Zion uh, Hour. And uh, Honorina Hyman has uh, been... Uh, gracious enough to spend time with us. She is in Jerusalem, Israel, and we are in San Diego, California. And in the last segment, we introduced the whole idea of God fulfilling Jubilee years or Jubilee cycles, and uh, that's a 50-year cycle periodically. And uh, also, we talked about the birthday, the 70 years of uh, Israel's rebirth. And this kind of opened up a bunch of things that uh, Honorina, we talked at the break, she wants to bring some of these thoughts into conclusions so that we can dive into other things. So Honorina, I'm going to hand the ball to you. I know that your your heart cry is what God is doing in the fulfillment of the Jubilee years in the cycles and what this means for the now. Honorina, Hyman. Thank you, Kath. I just think that I, it, 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 
I have to share this with the listeners. Um, we see this. We live this. We live literally biblical prophecy every day here in Israel. Um, but I want to share this because it's so special with the listeners so that they can um, appreciate with us what's happening, Kat. So Jerusalem, um, we, we spoke about the end of the third um, Jubilee cycle that just happened right now. But this thing, happened, this thing started a long, long time ago. Um, the first time was in 1867 when the ancient biblical Jerusalem, uh, the city of David, uh, was rediscovered by Charles Warren. You can go and read about this. 2 Samuel 5, 7 speaks about um, David capturing the stronghold of Zion and calling it the city of David so that we can just understand why the city of David is ancient biblical Jerusalem. This little sliver of land lies outside of what is today known as the, the old city. Um, why is this so important? Because up to 150 years ago, everybody thought that the old city that you see today is ancient biblical Jerusalem. Yes. And the real thing was hidden outside and nobody knew about it. And by, by, by mistake, um, Charles Warren actually rediscovered it. We can go into that in, in further um, time, in, for, uh, in future shows, yes. But, but in um, 1867, he rediscovered it. Exactly 50 years later, in 1968, uh, um, where am I now? 1867, 1917, um, Allenby uh, uh, basically liberated Jerusalem. So suddenly there was something massive that happened there. Exactly 50 years after that was 1967, and as you know what happened there, uh, Jerusalem was reunited again. So you're talking? Are you talking jubilee jubilee cycles here? We're talking jubilee cycles here. Wow! Every jubilee cycle. Every 50 years, something has massively happened since 1867. <laughs> so, so that gives us a pattern that we can can also analyze with empirical proof what's happening and how the Bible is literally playing itself out, Cass. So that's, that's the Jubilee Cycles, and I'm excited to share with you and to discuss with you because you have tremendous insights on that as well in, in future shows. Um, which moves us, which um, I just want to speak a little bit about Zion, or that we said that the city of David is called um, Zion. Um, and this is, a, this is a paradigm shift for, for all of us. Uh, with people thinking that the old city was the ancient biblical Jerusalem, suddenly we rediscovered it. And as we are physically rediscovering and, and opening up the, the blueprint or the foundations of the city, people are spiritually waking up to the true essence of Zion. Um, and and that there are massively deep, deep, significant, uh, significant principles that we will delve into that. So for me, from the Align with Zion um, side, I have realized that if we are just a little bit out we are not aligned, and if you're not aligned, even in your body, if your <laughs> shoulder is out of its socket, you're not mobile, you cannot move. And suddenly we see this restructuring, this reordering, this realignment, as we are setting ourselves to align with Zion physically, materially, but also spiritually, worlds are opening up, um, yes. guys, and, and that's literally what's happening uh, uh, right here, and this is why it's important to, to share that with the it, viewers. It, it, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. And But one of the things that, I, that you, we talked about, the Satan, earlier on in the show, <clears throat> and it seems like <clears throat> when God causes his children to make inroads, right in the path is this serpent. 
And uh, this has been through, throughout biblical history. You talk about Adam and Eve on uh, every time God uh, cause, encourages his people to make positive strides as, and to restore this intimate relationship with him. Then you have this Satan uh, uh, mm-hmm. element saying, has God really said <laughs> you know, and so there we have we we we, yeah. we have to deal with that. And today's times are no different from that. As we come through, perhaps one of the most remarkable uh, prophetical times right now uh, for Israel, and I might also say, as an aside, the United States of America, very pivotal for for both nations. There's this uh, mm-hmm. element of uh, uh, defiance. And uh, sometimes I'm mm-hmm. sad to say that mm-hmm. uh, it may be different. Uh, uh, international bodies as well. I think the U- UN is making it very difficult for Israel to be whom she has been called to be. And uh, uh, the U.S. elements in the U.S. government are making it very difficult for mm-hmm. America to be whom she was called to be as well. Let's uh, go back into the uh, the conflict in the United Nations. We have about uh, four or five minutes left. So do your best to tie these things together. And what we're doing, my friend, as you, as you realize, we're just opening, open, opening the gate here. And, and there's so many things that we need to talk about that we will do on an ongoing basis. So mm-hmm. talk about the conflict um, uh, that the UN presents. And it, it's, it's beyond logic. It's beyond logic. It's beyond mm-hmm. wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Jump into it, mm-hmm. Irina. Mm-hmm. We've got about... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, t- t- tell the state okay. of the world you have four minutes. I can, I can hear the music in the background playing already, telling me that I have to move off stage. But basically, Kaz, um, this happened in the time of Nehemiah as well. The moment when he had to start rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem, three guys politically came um, against him, and they made it very, very hard with him, to the point where they had to work with stone in one, brick in one hand and sword in the other. Yes. Um, we see the same um, dynamic right now in Israel as well. The UN basically has said that there is no biblical connection to, to Jerusalem. Now, that's not only a problem for the Jewish people. That's a problem for everybody and anybody believing in the Bible. They, uh, basically, they said that it belongs to only one um, history, and that is to Islam. So, so we need to understand what's going on. Um, uh, they came last week again. Um, and they brought quite a few uh, new cases against Israel and against Jerusalem. So this is very important, Cass, that, that we have to fight together because this is not just against the Jewish people. This is, of course, our history. And what is happening in the city of David, every day on a daily basis, we are discovering new findings that um, gives empirical proof that Jerusalem has a history for the Jewish people. We're speaking about um, seal impressions with the names of people as their names are in the Bible. Um, appearing in the book of Jeremiah. <laughs> in Jeremiah. We, we're talking about the whole tunnel of Hezekiah. You, how do you want to, to, to deny that? But to the point where the UN has also now asked for the health of the excavations in the city of David because it doesn't go with a narrative. So for, for Jews and Christians alike, um, this, is, this is important. This is significant, and we need to, we can't ignore that. Yes. You know, one of the things that really drew me to you, Arena, was your heart for uh, what we call the biblical Jerusalem or the city of David, or what I say, the original uh, Mount Zion, which was Mount Jebus uh-huh. for a, a while there, and then God re- returned it to his people under King David, who took that uh, mountain, and it became Mount Zion, uh, the most remarkable Correct. place in all the earth. 
Uh, the Bible talks about mm-hmm. that. We'll get that into that in other other shows. But my listening friend, you need uh, if any, if anything happens on this one hour, I want you to realize the things that have happened in the past are happening again now and are happening into the future. When you realize that that, that God's plans for his intimate relationship with his kids uh, is always uh, defended against by the Satan and uh, and individuals who want to strike down uh, God's heart cry for Israel, his people, and the, the Gentile believers as well. When you realize that, then you, then you can step back and you go, oh, that's the enemy's plan, but God has a bigger plan. And so we're going to devote uh, these shows to, to uh, identify God's bigger plan in restoring his entire heart cry in Israel and uh, to the nations that embrace Israel. It's a great and magnificent thing. Honorina, why don't you end this, uh, this hour with uh, information how people can get a hold of you and find out more about the Honorina Hyman. Kaz, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm waiting for our listeners in Jerusalem. If anybody would like to come and visit, um, you can go to the site www.alignwithzion.com um, and let us know if you're coming so that I can, can meet with you if, if groups are coming so that we can really talk about these things. You said that I have graciously joined you. I say that I have gracefully joined you. Um, thank you for this, this opportunity, Cass, to, to discuss these things. I'm really looking forward to discuss this with you and the listeners, um, to really delve into the, the secrets embedded within the Hebrew language in the Bible. And my listening friend, uh, th- this is just the first hour of our two-hour show. The second hour, I've uh, brought somebody in who also has a heart for what God is doing in uh, in Israel and Jerusalem, but also has a heart cry for the the months and the seasons and the years. Her name is Billy Alexander from Limitless Realms International. She'll be my co-host for the second hour. And Honorina, thank you so much. And my listening friend Kaz and Billy Alexander of Limitless Realms International will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ San Marcos Poway and K29CR Encinitas. FM 106.1 North County. AM 1210 San Diego. K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world. Come Together San Diego with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, And guess what, my friends? We are back. And what a, Billy Alexander is with me for this last hour of Limitless Realms uh, International Ministries. And we, as we listen to the pre-taped version of what's going on in Israel and Jerusalem with Anarina Hyman uh, of AlignWithZion.com. Billy was that remarkable or what? I was coming unglued. <laughs> this is a remarkable woman, and what a blessing to be aligned with Zion through her eyes. Exactly oh, through blessing. her eyes. Yeah, she yes. and she, she she's an Orthodox Jew. Yeah. And I want to mention something. She wanted to make sure that I mentioned that this is a pre, her segment was pre-taped because she didn't want to have any uh, people thinking, well, she's an Orthodox Jew. What's she doing on Shabbat? Uh, uh, oh. You know, d- doing this kind of thing. Well, uh, two things. Number one, uh, she is pre-taped, and so that's uh-huh. irrelevant. But also, it's ten hours different in Jerusalem yeah. to here. So let's say it, you know, <laughs> five o'clock here would be three a.m. 
in in in, in, in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. so she's already passed the Shabbat yeah. there as well. So I just wanted to throw that out there, my friend. Billy, how, how remarkable is this? Uh-huh. And how per- perfect to have you come on, and we're going to continue the Hebrew talk yeah. about the, the, uh, a month. I'm just so honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a this pleasure. is going to be a wonderful segment. It, it is going to be a wonderful segment. And I, I, we're going to talk about the month of Tibet, but we wanted to do something to... Uh, before we do that, because we have a little bit of business that we like to do uh, on the radio show. You know, Billy, you know as well as I do, if you look at a calendar in San Diego County, stuff's going on. All the time. All over. And we're going to talk about something yeah. that's going on with you in February. We're going to talk about that as well. That'd be great. But uh, we like to tap into different people who are doing different things. And uh, one of the people that I can tap into is a guy who's in the studio as one of the producers here with me. His name is Neil Fraser. And he goes, there's something happening really soon and you need to know about it. And I said... I don't need to know about it. You need to tell it. So, yeah. so Neil Fraser, uh, what's going on uh, in the immediate future that you want to share with us about? I'm really excited. Uh, we're going to be having a 77-hour continuous worship for the last 77 hours of 2018. Wow. It's going to be at Family Life Church in Rancho Bernardo starting this Friday at 7 p.m. and going till midnight, the night of New Year's Eve, when the ball drops at the end of the year. And uh, we need more worship leaders to so lead mu- sets. Basically, music, musicians and people who musicians. feel comfortable leading, leading uh, music. Correct. And then also just worshipers that want to come and join in, just like I do. And to find worshipers, I mean, they can be people that have banners and things like yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Or, uh, any we can have prophetic uh, painters. We can have uh, musicians. We can have singers, uh, people that do flags, wow. uh, people that uh, want to creatively write while the worship's going on. Oh, we love it. Just all the different forms of creativity and those that just want to come and soak in God's presence and just worship Him with so, their voice. 77 hours, beginning again? Friday night at 7 o'clock, and the address of Family Life Church is 10695 Trina Street, T-R-E-E-N-A Street, Suite 101, and it's San Diego 92131 in the Rancho Bernardo area. And for any worship uh, leaders, people that like to uh, uh, sign up to uh, lead worship times, there's a Facebook page called Freedom Seventy Seven, and it's an and you'll, and you'll an event will come up on Facebook. Or if you don't have access to Facebook, you can just email me at neilfraserauthor at gmail dot com. Neil Fraser and N E I L F R A S E R a u t h o r at gmail dot com, and I'll make sure you get on the list. That's good, and. Uh, if you go to the if you do go to the event page, there's a link for a Google Doc where you can go and see what's available. There are a lot of slots available that you can go mm-hmm. and look and sign up, or you can just contact me. Thank you, Neil Fraser. Thanks for giving us some insights on what's going on there. I was hoping to get another person calling in, but I don't see them on the line yet. And I, Billy, we're gonna we'll do this a little uh, ragtag a little bit if you don't mind, okay. just in case they call in in the next minute or two. I want I want to share some things that are going on on New Year's morning, early, oh. early morning as well. If we have that caller calling in, we'll break into that. Okay. But you know, what are, you know, we, we've, we've uh, visited Israel. We've visited yeah. Jerusalem yeah. On, on Arena Hyman and uh, Remarkable with the line with Zion. But I thought it would be great because it sets the stage for what we want to talk about because we are in a month 
a specific month. And as we look through Scripture, let me, I'm just going to start this with Genesis and then okay. kind of hand it off to you. But in Genesis, listen, if, if you think we're kind of going, why are you talking about these really abstract, hidden things? Well, they are hidden, but they're not abstract. They are oh. things that have been foretold by God for us to keep our eyes open on. And I'm going to take you back to the book of Genesis, chapter 1, beginning at verse 14, my listening friend. Uh, buckle up, because Billy's about ready to reveal some major revelation that's going to help you today, tomorrow, and eternally. <laughs> in, in Genesis 1, chapter 14, it says, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament and the heaven to divide the sky for day and night, and let them be, listen to this, and let them be for signs and for seasons, and he says, um, for days and for years. In other words, uh, pay attention to what God has written in the sky. Pay attention to what he's written on the calendar, because these things are for signs and seasons. So the the, the signs that God has given to us, and he speaks about it way back in Genesis chapter 1, he's given us signs of which we need to be aware, because those signs will give us truths for today. And yeah, really? I was just going to say the message says, mark the seasons, the days, and the years. Mark them. Yes. And so, you know, every day, every, uh, the days of the week, the months of the year, and the years themselves are very important uh, according to God's calendar. You know, we have a Gregorian calendar, and for seconds... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, you know what? We have a Gregorian calendar that goes along with a biblical calendar, but we need both of them to operate in the world. Yes. And it's really more important to know what's on God's heart and God's calendar. Yes. And so he says, mark them. Yes. And so we are learning to do that, Cass. Yeah, and to, this is the, we're in the thick of the, what the Hebrews call, and the Bible calls the month of Tevet. It's the 10th month in the Hebrew biblical calendar, and each month is steeped with truths, and not only are they valid for us in that month and some things that happened in that month throughout uh, the, the biblical calendar, but we need to be aware that they're right at our doorstep now, but also we can learn those for our future living. So this month of Tevet is the 10th month. We've got about two minutes left okay, in this segment, but let's say, set this up. Yeah, let me just say this about why. Uh, our sweet brother Neil just said he's inviting people he's inviting the artist he's inviting the worshipers he's inviting people that uh, write books and and do artistry during this time to go into the new year well that's not coincidence the month of Tevet is uh, a month of the artists I mean it's uh, it's the tribe of Dan is associated with this month, and it is all about the artist. Yes. And so I, I thought that was interesting that he's invited them to come. And uh, this month is is so powerful. I mean, there's so much in it. Uh, we're going to understand and know what has happened in this month, but we're also going to talk about uh, seeing this month. Tevet comes from a root word meaning tav, meaning good. Mm-hmm. And this is a month to see God's goodness first in everything, Kaz. Yes. Uh, and giving us eyes to see like God sees, God's perspective. 
in this month. Yes, but there's a lot of forewarnings in this month as well, because we can see things and misjudge them and misapply them to our own ruin. (laughs) And that's the idea we see with natural eyes and not God's eyes. And so that is what God is wanting to show us and teach us and train us is to see with the eyes of the Lord that he has given his people, Yes, you know, and to see that first. You know, one of the things is Billy and I, we, we enjoy conversing back with one another because these are things both of us have a real heart for. We do. And when, when we heard about what, what Anna Arena was saying, we go, this all really ties into the, the Hebrew me, uh, intellect. And my friend, don't be distraught or concerned about the, the term Hebrews. That's a totally biblical uh, uh, approach. And sometimes because we are New Testament have the New Testament mentality, we disregard the things that happened in the Old Testament without realizing that those are uh, prototypes, those are uh, a pre-plans for us to understand how to live these things. What do you think Jesus used uh, in, in the natural things to understand the things that were going to happen in the future? Of course, he had Holy Spirit download all the time, but he also had, you need two witnesses. And the second witness for, G- for Jesus was the written word the written as word. well as the spiritual word. Yeah, and 1 Corinthians 10 says, these things happened unto them That's who were the, the, the Old Testament, the Old Testament <laughs> patriarchs. And for examples, unto us. This yes. was written in the New Testament, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Yes, right. And that's why we have to pay attention. And um, and on top of all of that, too, oh, I had a thought. I had a thought. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, you what? know what? We're going to give you a minute to come back with that thought because we have to go to a break in about 60 seconds. So I'm okay. going to kind of take it from go here. Ahead. And you, you, Lord, come. cause her... <laughs> Heal her brain. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, my friend, we're talking about this month in the biblical calendar. It's called the month of Tevet, T-E-V-E-T. It's the 10th month in the Hebrew calendar. And I mentioned to you in Genesis chapter 1, it says, God gave these things, the seasons and the signs and all those kinds of things, for for directives for us. And she used a scripture in Second uh, Corinthians, these things happen unto them for examples unto us. First, First Corinthians, uh, upon whom the ends of the age are come. So we're going to be digging into this. You're going to open your eyes, get ready for some amazing things about the month in which we are dwelling right now, but the lessons that God has embedded there for us to dig out. Billy Alexander, Kaz Taylor, will be right back after this. All right. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Billy Alexander, Limitless Realms International Ministries, and Kaz are back. We're talking about the month of Tevet, which is the 10th month in the biblical Hebrew calendar. And uh, whether you know it or not, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are in it now. God gives us those truths that we can not only apply to this month, but to in our li- to into our lives into the future. And, and Billy, the month of Tevet, I, I, lo- I love this month because it's a month of making decisions. It is. And you know, the Lord says, choose this day. Uh, you can choose blessing. You can choose cursing. Yes. You can choose, you know, truth. You can choose a lie. Yes, but sometimes, you know, sometimes the challenge is something that seems like it's the truth is a oh, lie, and something that seems like a lie is really the truth. And the Bible says, beware of those who that, call evil good yes. and good evil. And we're right in the thick of that, so this month of Tevet is vital. It's so, I mean, it's so true. If, if, you know, if I look at something in the natural and I see something, I can judge it, and I can judge it wrongly. Yes. But if I uh, am walking in the Spirit of God, 
I will look at it like God sees it. That's right. And it's it's going to be totally different. And God is, is training his people like that right now. Look at the world right now and look at what's happening with President Trump, for example. Exactly. I mean, all these people. And it doesn't matter what he does. It's, a, it's wrong. It's, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's just hate is ruling. And so that's an example of what's happening right now in the world, calling good evil. That's right. And evil yeah, good. And evil good. And that really, it, you know, I, I watch the TV. I've been... Pulling back on the TV news because it, it wrecks yeah. my heart yeah, to see all the, all the mischaracterizations that are going on there. But this month of Tibet brings us to our attention. This is the month where we are called or directed to discern the difference between what is good and evil, yeah. what is right versus wrong thinking, mm-hmm. what is godliness versus what is false godliness. And, and the other topic which we're going to spend some time with on this segment is the difference between justice and judgment. Right. And sometimes we want to... Uh, vindicate our lives and say, judge these things, God. And he's saying, no, you really need to be talking about my justice. San Diego's in the thick of that, too. And there have been some prophetic words. You want to talk a little bit about Tibet and that? And we're going to end this segment with some prophetic words over San Diego that deal with this. Well, I will just say right off the bat right here, um, a prophet just prophesied over San Diego and gave us the scripture, Isaiah 28, 5, in that day, the Lord of hosts, Yah Sabaoth, that's, you know, the, the God of angel armies, uh, will be for a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty to the remnant of his people, for a spirit of justice to him who sits in judgment, and for a strength to those who turn the battle back at the gate. Okay, define, and, translate this for we uh, people that aren't too good at original Greek and origi- originally Hebrew. <laughs> what, what, what is this saying? Now, this was a prophet who, who is well-received around the nation and the world. It, it, well, I will say this this is Ed Watts, and he will be coming. He, is, he has been coming in to San Diego, loves San Diego's people, will be coming back for the worshipers and the intercessors with James Nesbitt in, in next month. In February. Yeah, we'll, we'll oh, about, in February, yeah, not we'll, next month. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And so uh, we'll we'll talk about that at the end of the segment. Maybe, okay, but this happens. really ties in with the, the justice versus judgment perspective and the whole month of Tibet. You want to further unwrap that for our listening friends? I will say this, that uh, judgment is usually against evil. Justice, you know, is the right thing at the right moment. And it's um, it, God doesn't tell, tell us not to just blindly not to judge anything. We have to discern it with godly discernment, right? Mm-hmm. But the justice of God is in the heart of God's people to make it make things right. So in the month of Tibet that lesson is uh judgment is okay, but it has to be has to be issued forth with justice. A ju- uh, uh, God is a just God, and, and, and justice has to prevail, which causes the judgment to be right judgment. Right judgment, yeah. and it causes a righteousness to be established in the earth. Yeah. That's what you have to look. The end result will be righteousness. Yes. You know, and so if you're just judging something with a natural eye, usually the end result of that is hurt and pain. Wow. And but, so, but not with justice. Okay, but so here we are in the month of Tibet, and yes. this month of Tibet uh, illustrates that because as you look through the calendar, the biblical calendar during the month of Tibet, there are different things that uh, happened during this time that required God's people to judge rightfully or ha- uh, apply justice. And when we understand the things that happened in this month, way back, going back 
through the millennia will realize that this month is really steeped in that whole idea uh, of uh, making the right decision good versus evil. Yeah. You know, I, and I'm, we'll talk about this more in the next segment, but okay. this was the month that Queen Esther was in, in, involved in the saving of the Jews, the month of Tevet, and the siege of uh, Jerusalem began. We'll talk about a whole yeah. bunch of different things that happened in the okay. month of Tevet, by which we understand the pattern in the month of Tevet is one exactly. of righteous judgment, of discerning good versus evil. Billy? That's right. Uh, well, it's to set in order. Uh, the 10th month in the month of Tevet it is to set in order. So I think it's it, and to align. And then you're having a segment right before this segment to be aligning with Zion. <laughs> you know, this is setting the church in right order. This is what happens this month. We're having a revelation of this this month. And so uh, I think it's important that the Lord said uh, in Genesis 1-3, let there be light, and God saw that the light was good. Listen, that's a discernment that when something is created, we've got to look first for the good. God saw the light, and all of a sudden he said he divided the darkness from From the the light. light. This is... This is a part of this month of learning how to do that rightly, yes. rightly, okay? Let me, let me back up just a little bit and say, my listening friend, here's the deal. You know, God puts things in these months for lessons for us, and sometimes it's for f- future use, and sometimes it's for right now. And if you are facing some decisions that you have to make right now, the month of Tevet is instructing you to look deeply into what the challenge is and to see God's good in it and see the enemy's confusion or misinterpretation or misapplication of these things so that evil can prevail. We need to be discerning, ask God's Holy Spirit to discern one thing versus another in our lives. And sometimes the things that you don't want to do are the things that the Lord is saying you really need to do because the good is down there and the enemy of your very soul is saying, it's okay to do this. It's okay to think this. It's okay to deal this way with other people. And here we are in the Christmas season and we have to not only have joy, but love one another. And this is really appropriate for the month of Tibet. We need to judge rightfully and righteously. And yeah, because there's a way that seems right to man, Uh right? I mean, it just seems right to us. But it says that way, the end of that is is death. death. That's a proverb that the Lord told us uh, to, to, to live our lives by. There's a way that seems right by just looking at something naturally. But that is not what God is calling us to do. He's calling us to walk in the light as he is in the light. He's talking us to walk in the spirit so we'll not fulfill the lust of of the the flesh. flesh. We're going to talk about, too, Samson is a part of the tribe of Dan in this month and what happens to him. Okay, we've got about three or four minutes in this segment, so we have a little bit of time. Would you like to deal with that now or you want to go back into that? Let me just say while she's looking for this. My friend, here, here's the deal. In this month, it's an opportunity, especially since we're gathering around the, the table with, with uh, long-lost relatives and uh, distant friends. They're, they're all also face-to-face. Ask the Lord in this time, is this time to break that silent code that you've had not talking with this person mm. or uh, having uh, a vendetta against yes. somebody else? God wants his church to be healthy and, and vibrant and and the the way to do that is to humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. So, yeah. and that's a real challenge sometimes yeah. in these. You know, you know, there are people in in my life. I go just rather not see them this holiday Christmas season. But God's saying, I might put them in your path, and you need to deal uh, right with these it, people. It's the word confrontation. People don't like to confront. 
yeah. but we have to confront what's in our heart. You with, know, yeah, uh, but with it has that. to overlay the spirit of God. You can't just go, and I'm going to get even with That's you. What and here's what. You've got to confront with what's in your heart. I said, not in what <laughs> you've got against someone. Yes. Why is that there? And deal with that. And then with the right justice of God, let's, let's speak together. Yeah. Let the light of God put something on it. And, and take, the, hey, take responsibility. There you go. In a relationship, if something's wrong right now, fix it. We do not want to go into a new year with with a lot of relationships broken like we have this last year. There's we we're in covenant. Yeah. Yes. This is about covenant. God put a body in San Diego that He is calling us to walk in the light and walk in covenant together. Yes. And uh we're not gonna, you know, see scriptures and uh we're not gonna have a lot of doctrinal Things that we're going to always agree on, but mm-hmm. we better love. Ooh. You know, the Lord even said, love your enemy. He's not even talking about your body. He's saying, <laughs> love your enemy, much less the body of Christ, yes. right? And so uh, this is a high call this month is to grow up. Get that word right now. That is the word in this month, to grow up in God. We've got to exceed where we've been. He wants us to mature. Yes, and, and that's, those Lord. are the lessons that are embedded within the month of Tibet. It, it is in this month. It's in the month of Tibet it's, it's, to learn. You know, you think, well, what a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. No. God built this month for this very purpose. He did. Uh, as, as in a month of, of people, you know, Hanukkah, and we're doing with the Christmas tradition. This is a time where we're, you're face-to-face with other people, and we have to have the right attitude, a healing attitude. That's a difficult thing. For a lot of us who have, you know, buried bones buried in different places to, to dig those things up. And the other piece of the equation is it's okay to admit that I was wrong or I yeah, saw it incorrectly. Yeah. <laughs> when we when we do that, all of a sudden that's the healing balm. It is. It's it is one of the sweetest things that the Spirit of God's allowing us to do. Those three words, I was wrong. Yes. I was wrong to think that. Forgive me. Yes, I mean, that's all we have to say, and it opens up a flood of oneness and unity. That's right. I, I wanted to say, too, that as we're going into Tibet and growing up, remember what they said about Jesus? Jesus grew in the wisdom and stature and uh, yeah. grew in the wisdom, stature, and the favor with man and, and God. God. Yes, yes. That's, that's an example for us. We've got to grow up in wisdom. We've got to grow up in Favor, and we've got to grow up in the stature of the Lord. Yes, you know He's we're we're bride. A bride is not a little girl. It's a mature woman. It's a mature woman, and we're God's calling us to maturity right now. He really is. Yes, what we might have got sort of flustered with and said, "Oh, they don't think like me, so I'm just not going to have anything to do with them." Well, it's your body. Yeah, you can't look at me. I'm in a brace right now on my on my wrist. Uh, it's because I fail, but, but, you know, you have to do things to help it heal, align and heal. Yes. And so, and I've got a little brace on it right now, helping it do that. Mm-hmm. That is really what God does in this month. Oh my he puts a little brace on <laughs> us and he helps us to get aligned That's very good. rightly. Very good, Billy. Pardon my pun, but this is setting us up for you bracing yourself for the next segment. Okay. <laughs> because we're going to talk more about the month of Tibet yeah. and the lessons to be learned therein. You're going to find out as, as we deal in the next segment, you're going to realize many of the things that happened way back in the Old Testament and in Jesus's day, uh, the month of 
Tevet and the lessons therein were applied. We're going to apply those same lessons for ourselves today. My friend, I hope you are sensing that God is opening the door to revelation for you and for me. The, the, the times are at hand. We need to get these lessons. We need to apply these lessons and move on. Yeah. My listening friend Billy Alexander and Kaz are going to continue the topic Tevet as we return. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Greg Hendricks, Rock Church, East County. God is doing a wonderful work in the city of San Diego and all over the world. He's uniting the hearts of the people, but most importantly, he's drawing us back to what our original purpose is, to love each other. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Kaz is with you and Billy Alexander, too. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. You're going to have Kaz singing. We'll have to uh, skip to the end and go, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being. No, we're going to do this segment. And we're going to have a lot of fun in it. Billy Alexander, Limitless Realms International Ministries. We're talking about the topic of. Oh, Tevet. The Tevet. month of Tevet yes. that we're in. It's an exciting month to see the goodness of God and to make right choices. Yeah, and one of the things that I realize as I look through Scripture, this month of Tibet, this 10th month, God pours things into this month that are lessons for us today. Yeah. And uh, we mentioned it in the last segment a little bit of some of the things that happened within this month that can uh, uh, be training tools for us as we move forward. We talked a little bit about uh, Queen Esther that ha- it happened way back in the book of Esther. Well, I'd like uh, to read something Yeah, why don't, why don't you do that? Because we're the, I'll tell you, my friend, when you realize that God has poured his truths into these months, it's always advantageous for us to understand, what's the Hebrew biblical month right now? What does this mean for me? We have to ask that as we're reading the scriptures, because we're not taught that. No, we aren't. And so we just about every book of the Bible, we need to ask that question to the Spirit of God. Reveal to me when this takes place so that I can apply my thoughts my life to it. Yeah, so, you know? And what does it mean to me? Yeah, so, what does so, it mean? So and in the so, book of Esther, you had some so, things you wanted to share, uh, so which es- happened, pivotal things month. happened in this month. So Esther is being uh, groomed mm-hmm. to come before the king, and she is being anointed. She's being set back for 12 months with oils and anointings to come before the king. Then it says in chapter 2, in verse 16, she was taken to the king in the royal palace in the 10th month. Ah, oh, the my. month of Tevet mm. in the seventh year of the king's reign. Now listen, the king fell in love with Esther far more than any of the other women or any of the other virgins. He was totally smitten by her. Did you know that, that the Lord is smitten with you, Kaz? <laughs> he placed a royal crown on her head and made her queen in the place of Vashti. The king gave a great banquet for all the nobles and officials, Esther's banquet, and he proclaimed a holiday for all the provinces that handed out gifts with royal generosity. And so a part of this month, we've got to look at this month of Tevet, this 10th month, as receiving 
a crown, Ooh. a crown of authority, a crown of nobility, a crown of uh, to reign as a royal in a royal priesthood. Oh my. I mean, she gave up her life. I mean, she literally laid down her life to save a whole nation, yes. which she did mm-hmm. in the end. She absolutely did. And because she got the king's favor. Now, what would happen to America if God's people uh, didn't cry and moan and, <laughs> and tell, tell God how bad it was, but receive that crown and that honor that we are given because of Yeshua yes. and come before him with the word that we are chosen of the Lord to ordain to be ordained and to bear fruit. Yes. America is. Yes. America is. And the church is. What if we said that and put a demand on the word of God instead of saying we're in bad shape, yes. Lord? Yeah. We're well, just in bad shape. You know, it strikes me, and I think in Job it says, uh, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And when Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done, there's a, a level of handing handing the, the anguish off to somebody who's more able to to care for that. And how, how challenging is that for us? Queen Esther, before she was queen, she had to have the mentality of, you know what, I'm just going to do what God tells me to do. And, you know, if I get it wrong, okay, so I die. But so I'll I be, die. I'll be with God. That's right. Or, or, or I do what he says. And I could be instrumental in impacting the lives of many other people. Well, she did the simple thing. She mm. prepared a meal. <laughs> and she invited the king and the enemy Haman with the king and really trusted God that God was going to say what was good and what was evil. Remember, this was what this whole month's about. (laughs) But she just obeyed the voice, heard the voice of what God was telling her to do. She said she called a fast and she asked the people to fast with her and to pray for three days. They did. And they got the mind of God. Yes. And they saved a nation. The whole the king's heart was turned and was turned to God's people. So so apply this to us today. Now, you know, we go, but that was an old testament Bible story about this wonderful Queen Esther in these times of Asherius and all these all these different things going on there. So what does that Old Testament stuff mean to me? Apply this to us right now, to the listener that's listening to this program right this moment, Billy. Well, Alexander. I will say this. We are a part of the same order that Jesus was in the priesthood. It's the order of Melchizedek. Yes. And he was, uh, that was a supernatural order that the Lord gave Abraham, but it was, it was moved on into Hebrews and talks about Melchizedek. Melchizedek means the king of righteousness, right? Mm-hmm. We are given this priesthood to act out as kings and priests in the earth far above what a natural man can think or a natural priest can think. We're sitting with the king and we're making decrees and declarations with the king for us as a people. I mean, if we do not open our mouth, God will not fill it. But if we do open our mouth, the Lord's going to fill us with his word to speak and change a whole nation, a whole system. I mean, the kingdom of God is exploding right now because God's people are 
speaking what God is saying. So now, you, what your lesson is right now for our listening friends, there's an obligation for us to hear God's word and declare it. Sometimes we, we're, we're meek little Christians. We go, oh, that's right. God will work it out. God's saying, you're going to work it out through me if you take my words and you declare them. And some, it, it, sometimes we go, we shirk back. Hey. Come on. When you're, if you think about it, if you're, if you're in your devotion in the morning and you get a scripture and it just comes into your heart, God begins to reveal that scripture to you. You get excited about that scripture. All of a sudden you say, oh my gosh, this applies to San Diego. Yeah, and it applies oh to goodness, me. It applies to me. <laughs> it applies to the church. It applies to the kingdom. It applies to us here. Mm-hmm. Then you stand up and say, Lord, your word says, and I decree, and you say what God says, mm-hmm. you agree with God. When you agree with God, everything changes. And that's the anointing that we're given. That's the uh, blessing, and not only a blessing, but a responsibility that we are given in this day and in this hour to change things. Yes, It doesn't have to remain the same. Hey, we came out of Hanukkah this last month and into Tibet. It, it starts in... The, the 25th of Kislev, and it goes into this month mm-hmm. of Tibet. It talks about increasing light. We light a candle every night. That is what we're in right now in yes. Tibet, increasing revelation. And with the revelation, we're responsible to speak it. Yes. You know, my friend, I, I spend a lot of time talking about San Diego being uh, prophesied over as being a prototype city. And within this prototype city are prototype believers. And my friend, you're listening to the show. I want to declare over you that you are a prototype believer. You are. And one of the things that we have to do as as people that are going to show God's way is be able to hear his word and proclaim it and live it. And, and as, as Christians, we've kind of shirked back into the shadows on that. It's time for San Diego to take her stand, San Diego County. But the only way San Diego County can take her stand is Y-O-U, my friend, if you yes. and I are willing to hear God's voice and take our stand. B- Billy, we, we've got so much more to talk about in yeah. this month of Tibet, and we've got another segment to go. So I oh, think good. we're, we're going to dive into this. Th- this month of Tibet really talks about the difference between judgment and justice. It makes is a difference between discerning right and wrong. It uh, is a an opportunity for us like Esther to have to make a decision. Am I going to just do my old, old way or am I going to have to take a step out in faith and see what God does? And she, she was responsible for uh, bringing freedom to the Jewish nation. That's right. Wow. And, and you know what? Jesus said, I'm not going to do anything unless I hear my father say yes. it yeah. to me. I mean, if Jesus had that, this is how we have to live. We hear it and we say it. We, if we don't hear it, like, don't say it. But if you hear it and don't say it, you're... It's, that's it's that's rebellion, it really. Is. You know, we're going to talk more about this. <laughs> I, I, I hope this is stirring you up, my listening friend, because we're going to talk about the difference between uh, right and what seems right. There's a way that seems right into the, a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. We're going to help you discern that using the month of Tibet as Billy Alexander and Kaz come right back. All right. More. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Kaz Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And we're back. You know, every time we come to this point in the show where we've got one more segment go for the two-hour show, and I go, how in 
the world are we going to deal with right? all the content? Because well, I always, you know, I say, well, we got an hour, but an hour goes so quickly, Billy Alexander. No, no we could talk really hours on this. Yes. Well, God, God's, he's invested a millennia to communicate with us so we could talk about it for... <laughs> you know, one of the things that we talked about earlier that I want to bring our attention to in this this segment, we're talking about the month of Tibet, which is the 10th month in the Hebrew biblical calendar. And I say biblical calendar. Yeah. We're not just making this stuff up. God has embedded this within Scripture for us to dig it out. And then Scripture talks about is the glory of God to conceal a matter in the honor of kings. That's us, yeah. kings and priests, to find it out. Yeah. And so we're excavating scripture. We're excavating this month of Tevet. And one of the interesting components of Tevet I want you to spend some time on is, you know, each month is tied to a different member of the of the tribes. Yes. And this particular month is the month where Dan, D-A-N, Dan, the tribe of Dan, is brought to four. And w- when we start digging into the, the, the personage of Dan, as seen in Genesis 49 and beyond, we realize the, the, the potential blessings, but also the potential danger. So talk a little bit about the tribe yeah. of Dan, how it well, relates to us. Uh, well, first of all, Dan uh, means to judge. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the Lord's not telling us to judge. He's just telling us to judge righteously and rightly, right? Uh, It means to rule, and it means uh, to be mature. uh, Dan was called to maturity. He was a mighty warrior, and there was a lot of artists coming out of Dan, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But the blessings over Dan was this. This came uh, from Moses in... I guess in Deuteronomy, um, he was a lion's whelp, it mm-hmm. said, which meant a cub that leaps forth from Bashan. He had no fear, Kaz. Mm-hmm. He leapt, okay? This is how Dan was. He conquered territory. He went after his inheritance. That sounds like a lot of us right mm-hmm. now, right? And it's a good thing. Uh, it's if, a if, good if, thing. If he was ambitious, but unfortunately, he was selfish. His flesh ruled him. And, uh, you know, when Israel called for Dan to be to help, he was busy leaping. <laughs> and so he didn't help them. And so uh, this is what happens when we don't have our proper priority. So let me insert okay. something right here and mm-hmm. say, my listening friend, here's, here's the deal. I, we want you to use this as we excavate this of truths about Dan in the month of Tibet. We want you to look from God's heart and say, are there areas here that speak to me exactly. and how I can make these fine-tuned adjustments to be the great person whom God has called me to be? Bill? Every part of these tribes, we're, we have part of our character in each yes. of these tribes, and we need to see this. Um, Look before you leap is so what I'm hearing on that. That's the lesson there. Look, <laughs> listen before you leap. He's not, he's not calling us not to leap. Okay? Just, just be, make sure that there's something to land on. <laughs> That's true, too. Okay. So my listening friend, I, I hope we're, we're all getting the message. I say this kind of lightheartedly, but that's it hefty truth for us yeah. to understand. And Dan had the opportunity to do these things and he misappropriated those things because he had his own preconceived notions of how they should be. Yeah, and then Jacob, he's blessing his son Dan and and when he says this, he will judge his people like a serpent, it says. Like a serpent. Like a serpent who will strike the heel of the enemy. Okay, strike the heel of the enemy. Hey, that's a good thing. To be able to know how to hit the enemy's heel so they can't walk again. But unfortunately, 
You have to be wise as a serpent, but harmless, harmless as, a, as a dove. Oh, that's so good. And uh, I think Dan messed up on that. Yeah. See, uh, we've got to have strategy and wisdom. Yeah. And so I wanted to speak a little bit about this month quickly. In this month, the letter of this month is Ayin, A-Y-I-N. Mm-hmm. It means to see. It's literally the letter is shaped like an eye. It means to have vision. It means to see rightly. And so um, this is why I want to talk to you about Samson. Samson was from the tribe of Dan. Oh, is that right? Yes, he was. And this whole month is about growing up into the stature of the Lord, okay? And so Samson, was his life was dedicated. His, his parents dedicated Samson to the Lord. He was a judge, but uh, his name means strength. But listen, the problem with Samson, he could not harness his emotions. Mm-hmm. Now listen to me, body of Christ out there. We've got to learn to walk in the spirit, not walk in the flesh. We've got to learn to allow the Lord to harness our emotions to be rightly. What happened to him, The eyes, his eyes got the best of him. Oh, my. And, of course, we know the story about we, Samson's eyes, don't we? we his, the enemies gouged out his ability to see. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if that happened during this month, <laughs> the month uh, uh, that Samson is from this this tribe that represents this month, we have got to learn in it. We've got to learn that in in our weaknesses and in our those weak moments, we cry out to God for his strength. We don't try to do things in our own ability. Uh, Jesus says, if your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out. He was pretty strong. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you believe that he said that? Uh, but this is what we have to do. We've got to fix our eyes on Jesus in oh, this in this I, month. I like that. Fix your eyes. Fix. The double entendre, of course, is fix our eyes means to stare at him, but also fix our eyes. Fix. God wants to repair our eyes to look he at does. Jesus. I love that. He does want to. And so this this is something big that the Lord is calling calling us to learn how to watch right. This is a watchman month. Hey, this is a watchman month to see correctly so that we can watch and pray mm-hmm. rightly. And so we don't want to end up like Dan. In the very end of the of the uh, book of the Word of God in Revelation, he is not mentioned with the rest of the yes. tribes. You, and what, that, really, <gasps> that is scary. Yeah, as I studied That's the, terrible. the book of Revelation, it really wrenches my heart. And here's the deal. Billy mentioned about his calling was to, to bite at the heels of the bad guys and call yes. and, and, and defeat them. <clears throat> but sometimes Dan, uh, as, as it looks like in, 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 in the scripture, it also says he bit the heels of the horses that the riders fall backward. backward. And sometimes God, uh, if you misappropriate your calling and you cause your brother and oh, sister to fall backwards wow. or backslide, wow. then you've misappropriated your calling. And my listening friend, it's our, uh, you Shoot. know, with That's learning from word. this month of, of Tibet, we have to understand to judge rightly. And sometimes when we misjudge people, it can, it can, it, it, just divorce them mentally, spiritually from the church, and they they go away because of something we said or something that we did. And my pastors, buddies, and friends, I'm talking with you as well. This is a vital time for us not to cause believers that may not really align with our 
denomination yeah, or doctrine, yeah. uh, if we don't deal with it rightfully and righteously, they, they could completely leave the church and completely. And, and they, we've we've been responsible for being like a Dan, yeah. the the negative side of Dan, and we don't want to go there. That's why this it, during this month we we stop and we take inventory. I mean, in the natural, in December before January first, mm-hmm. before the new year. That's what we do. We take inventory. We don't want to pull in from this year, go into the new year of 2019, some things that might not have been a blessing, mm-hmm. okay? It might have been part of the curse somehow. So we want to repent, change our minds, turn from before we go in. But the month of Tevet is set up like that. Mm-hmm. The biblical month is to take inventory, stop, check our hearts, check where we are, See if we're choosing rightly. What are we doing? Are we choosing life? Are we choosing death? Yeah. You know, if we don't on purpose choose life, guess what? We're going to choose death. Yes. We don't believe that, but that, that is what happens. You come into a compromise. You come out of this last month of Hanukkah. It was all about compromise and lukewarmness. We want to be single-eyed so that our whole body is full of light. Oh, my friend. Come on. I hope you're getting the message behind this. You know, when you start digging into God's months, the 12 months in the Hebrew biblical calendar, you'll realize that we, we're talking about the month of Tevet, the 10th month in the Hebrew calendar, but God has all 12 months, and each one has a major lessons for us to learn. And I'm going to have Billy come back periodically, and we'll talk about yeah. these. And Anarina uh, Hyman. Uh, is going to join me uh, with a line with Zion, and she's going to do it from a, a, yes. a, a Hebrew Orthodox Jew perspective as well. My listening friend, here's the bottom line. We're entering into uh, one of the great pivotal times in America's history, in the world's history. We need to hear God's directives, yes. and we need to rightfully hear them and rightfully obey my friend, God's got great plans for you and me in these days, and he's going to reveal himself through his scripture and f- through your friends who believe in him. So be listening to both Billy Alexander. Thank you for joining me in this hour. It was, it's a blessing. Let us be led into good things yes. this, this month. And be blessed by the month of Tibet. Yeah. My listening friend, oh, how wonderful to have you join us. And uh, because this is that season, Billy and Kaz say, Ooh. Merry Christmas. Christmas. And God bless you. (laughs) Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.